Hey Warriors and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I really hope you had a great week. My week was pretty good. It was actually a lot about praying about God's direction, uh, where we're supposed to be focusing on. Now, uh, we did visit a town that's about 37 minutes north of where we currently live, but about 30 minutes from maybe Waco itself. And, you know, the one thing that I have learned in all of my years being a Christian is one of the hardest things to do is to fast. If you guys understand what fasting is, is giving up something. And that I know usually I do food only because um, I actually do like to cook and I like to make food and like to eat. And that's the one thing that to me allows me to really focus more on what's concerning in my head or questions I asked God so I did fast for one full day and I just prayed on that throughout the day I just asked some questions and this town Hillsborough popped up to my my mind and so we did go and visit it um, we, we prayed out there we talked about it we met a bunch of different people and it was really neat and then we came back and visited on Saturday again with um, friends of ours who they want to come and help us build the church to see how they felt about it. Now, right now, 100%, I'm not going to say yes or no to whether it's that, but I will say that it's very interesting to hear the spirits cry in that town for something. And a lot of people, it was the main thing why I'm saying it the way I said it is because a lot of times when I got into conversation, a lot of people did not actually have a church that they were a part of and and that was that was kind of heart-wrenching to hear that because there's 22 churches in that town and to hear people hurt really really touched me so I will say that you know both my wife and I really did enjoy meeting everybody and I know maybe one of them might be listening because um, I gave them my podcast and we really enjoyed just hearing their stories, hearing you know who they are, and just kind of getting to know them a little bit. And it's been really cool. Um, the one thing is that you know how God works. You know He's working in my heart, working in my mind. You know, getting me prepared to figure out how to do things. And I, I even talked to a couple of my pastor friends to see what they thought. And then I um, will be probably talking to one of my new close friends now. Um, like literally, like not doesn't look far away from me. Close and. Um, see what he may think anyway so if you guys want to keep praying you know that one thing i've been praying about is god leading us to where specifically he wants us to minister so you know that's been a really positive week last week other things is that well just been enjoying getting ready for this podcast i've been like loving this series on the armor and i'm really excited to see what god's going to do like it's just so much, I would say, so much of my time waiting on this for years of how God was going to use me, and I'm starting to see that get developed slowly, but getting there. So anyway, so today's episode is actually about the boots of peace. Now, we've been talking about different pieces of the armor, and, and we've been talking about different perspectives of understanding that not only... 
the purpose of the words used to describe the armor, but the areas that they also protect. Now, it's pretty obvious to understand that each one protected a certain area, but understanding the in-depthness of what it meant was something that was why I'm really enjoying this. So we have the boots of peace. The boots of peace, of course, are boots, and of course, they're on your feet. So if you know running around, if you're, well, let me say, some people have grown up with not wearing shoes and running around in the forest and having no issue doing it. But in reality, we also know what it's like to step on something that really hurts our feet. Now, whether it was a nail or thorns or, you know, goat heads or, you know, a wood piece that was, had a, was stuck up a bit and you got a huge splinter in your foot. You know, we can think of many different things. Stepping on a rock run and cutting in the bottom of your foot. Now, if you have a boot, most of the time that boot's going to block the majority of that issue. Now, if any of you guys have done construction, you know that one of the most scary things is getting a giant nail cutting right through your boot into your through your foot and one of the scary things is when it comes from underneath because you don't see that nail or that screw or whatever and you jab it right into the the boot most of the time a good boot will slow down that that push and you'll you'll be able to react and pull your foot off but you know if you don't have a really good boot it just goes right through hence why this conversation you got the armor of God and you got the armor of the world. And, and you can guess which boot is probably going to be stronger. So as we go on thinking about our feet, our feet get us from A to B. Now, of course, some of us might be handicapped or lost limbs and may not have both of our feet, but we at least understand that, you know, like even if you're on a wheelchair, you know your tires get you where you need to go. And if something messes with those tires, you can't move, right? The same thing with the understanding of our feet. We don't have our feet taken care of. We can't move forward into battle, let alone be able to get to somebody in need. Now, I've been taking the image of war and the concept of understanding the step because we know that we are in a spiritual battle every day. We know that the enemy is trying to attack us. We know that the armor has to try to block everything possible that the enemy could do, but sometimes we fail. And sometimes we open ourselves up for that hit. We open ourselves for those darts and we get hit. Well, the same concept with feet. But there's also, in, in, in my mind, there's also many steps of understanding our feet. Now we picture the image of peace as like nothing, like nothing happens, right? That's usually the image we get because, you know, you know, the seventies really pushed the idea of peace. Plus the fact that today we hear if only people would just love each other, if only people would just respect each other, if only people would stop hating on each other, we would have peace. So in our minds, we think of peace where there's nothing wrong or nothing bad happening. It's a form of utopia mindset that we have created in our heads and our image of what peace should be. So we go to Isaiah 26. The one thing why I loved about this is like it kind of brings a connection to the other parts of our armor a little bit. 
So we start at verse 3. It says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is ever is an everlasting rock. Now, this is stated towards um, the land of Judah. But the idea is something that we keep in our Christian walk. You focus on God. You, you, you start walking righteously. You start walking godly. You start walking in the, the right direction, the right path. I know we talk about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 many times. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, see that that actually connects from the armor of you know the breastplate armor, right? And it's interesting because you go further down in verse seven. It says, "The path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous in the path of your judgments, O Lord. We wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul." So it's interesting, it says the path of the righteous is level. Now we understand the idea of leveling means it's flat and straight. There's no up or down to it, right? Okay, and you make level the way of the righteous. So we understand that we walk the path of righteousness. God makes the path of righteousness straight or leveled. Okay, so you're starting to see how things are starting to kind of connect all the armor pieces, right? You've seen all that. So we got to understand that our feet then allow us to step forward every day in the right direction. So literally meaning that there is a direction that we could take that is not righteous and it's not the path forward with God. In fact, you start turning around and you start going against what God is saying, you're now fighting against him. And you're walking against him. And we all know that when you go against God, you don't win and you definitely are not going to discover the understanding of peace. It's a very scary thing when you you think you understand everything so much that you start creating your own direction in life that you sit around and you go, why aren't things working? Why are my boots damaged all the time? Why do my feet hurt? Why do I feel like that every time I make my choices, it always ends bad? Well, it's because you're not walking in the direction of the Lord anymore. You're walking in your own. You're also following the way of the world because the world tells you, hey, if you go over this way, man, you're going to get everything you need. You don't have to worry about anything. You know, men, this is our, this is our time to stay, stand there and say, wow, we need to watch where we walk in our walk. Like literally. You know, if you go and put yourself into situations that aren't going to help you grow in Christ, let alone be a good, better man, a better, a better husband, a better father, because you'd rather please yourself, you are literally walking in a line that's not of God. Spiritually speaking, you're not able to even stand firm in the faith. Because if you think about it from a war perspective, if you 
if you were to think of like movies and TV shows, someone gets hit in the leg, are they able to stand in a, a good defensive position for a fight? No. Our favorite movie that we could probably think of where we remember what happens when you disarm somebody in the leg at all costs just to win, you think of Karate Kid. Because if you remember, you know, if you guys have been watching Cobra Kai, they bring back that memory of that time when Johnny, you know, was told by his sensei to stop him at any cost, hit that leg. Because if he's out, he can't win. So where do you think the enemy is going to try to make moves on you? Yeah, you know, we, he could try to get to that mass open spot on your chest or, or go for your head. But if you can disarm someone in the legs, how much easier it is to hit the chest or the head at that point? Because if you can't move, you can't reposition yourself into a better position. You see, you're catching on now. This is why your feet are just as, just as important in this battle plan. So now that we go and we think about this, one of my favorite parts about Paul is he talks about how he wanted so badly to get that thorn, which nobody really knows 100%. Some think it was his blindness. Someone thinks maybe it's a sin that he struggles with that he wasn't ever able to... Um, get rid of right so it starts in verse 7 and it's second corinthians 12 starting on verse 7 so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations a thorn was given me in the flesh flesh excuse me messenger of satan to harass me to keep me from becoming conceited Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, now this is Jesus quoting, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So he understood that he was not some superhero icon where he could just you know, point his finger out and the enemy is just going to fall away from him. He understood that he was going to struggle, he was going to have hardships, and it wasn't going to be easy. Because we know a little bit more about Paul's story here and there. One, you know, he was basically threatened to stoned, um, threatened to be murdered. And then he, later on, remember, if you do remember, he got bitten by a viper. And that viper wasn't a gardener snake. It was a snake that basically he should have been dead within like 10, 12 hours, and he was still alive. They thought he was a god. You see, the idea is that we are going to be in situations in our lives that are just not going to be good. And one of the things that we're going to be asking God is to release us from that issue. 
But the one thing that I've learned is that it is good to practice moves, right? You know, if you were thinking like martial arts, sword fighting, whatever, you can practice on your own all you want. Okay, you can learn all these techniques, but the time that you truly learn with understanding of what you are learning is when you are resisted either by someone training against you who's either better than you or even someone who's training just like you or two is being an actual battle. Which is why, you know, I pointed out you, you, if you have your feet, you know, you're walking on the Lord, you're focused on him with your mind and eating, you're walking in righteousness. So your heart's also in the right place. You're stepping with each, each step towards what God wants you to be doing. So therefore, then you're able to move your feet into better positions against the enemy and not be stuck. A lot of times, if you think about it, someone who has sluggish feet or not able to move around too much very well, or hasn't done proper training, they can't move as quickly because they don't, their, their leg muscles have not been trained. Well, not been trained well enough. And so they struggle when things start getting hard. You know, they're like, yeah, but my arms and, and my, 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 my movement up top is beautiful. I have great hand-eyed coordination. I can swing that sword appropriately. I know how to defend. And I, I would say, but your feet are horrible. Because like in martial arts, if any of you have taken martial arts, you know that feet positioning is very vital in any point of, any point of self-defense or any point of engaging with somebody. Your feet. A simple gesture of your foot movement can give you a, a position that can counter anybody who comes at you, let alone bad footwork can put you in a position where you are in a bad position to lose. This is why it's very important to understand that your peace that you and I will be receiving from God is given because we are focused on him. That means in any time of good times or bad times, focuses on him that we will gain the understanding of peace and our feet will be able to move forward during hardships and good times we'll be able to take the steps forward and the next thing in my mind is and not be fearful so many christians today don't want to move forward in battle because they are safe where they're at and taking that step forward means that they put themselves into a jeopardizing situation, a chaotic movement, or puts them in a, a place where now they're getting pulled out of their comfort zone, or it's, it's starting to stretch them out too much. And now they're afraid to take those steps. You know, it's a little bit of my battle in my head, because if I were to choose to want to help in Hillsborough, that's 37 a drive. That means I have to trust that my car will make it up there and back. And I, we only have one car. You know, m my dream right now is that somehow God will provide a truck for us because I really want to have the capability of maybe helping someone if I need to with moving things or items or picking up stuff. Like one of the things is I want to help people. If there's someone that needs like diapers, I could just go grab a throw a bunch of it in the back and have some stored in, at the church and you know, some, something like that. You know what I mean? So that is something I've been praying for for at least a year now, and I'm really hoping to find a truck, a newer one, because I, I, I just like I just want a newer car that I know that will last a bit longer, because um, my car is about hit 22 years old, yeah, and um, 
so my key thing is that you know I gotta trust that my car can make it up there and back without any issues and um, just like yesterday you know to share with you guys we actually had the um, cruise control actually get stuck on and I had to eventually stop and turn off the car and turn it back on to reset it which I've never had that happen with all the years I've had it never had that happen that was just a little scary moment but anyway um the idea is guys that there is that next step of being afraid to take the next step okay we're gonna take a really quick break and come right back i'll see you in a moment Hey warriors, welcome back. We were just talking about that the next step is the scary step. And we understand that in peace, you know, that peace comes because one, we trust in God, and two, we're walking with God. So one of the things I remember, um, one of my, I guess you could say one of my second moms that I've had growing up, I remember her telling me, because I was telling her how frustrated I was and just things just not working out in certain areas in my life. And she said, you know what's really funny? A lot of times we are all about having faith in God. We all we're always talking about, yeah, I trust him. And we focus on praying. And, and and when things are good, we are good with God. And she goes, but when things are bad, suddenly we're, we don't want to hang out with God. We don't want to pray with him. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to be around him. And then we sit there and we wonder to ourselves, why do I feel more frustrated? Then, then she reminded me that the best thing you can do when you're having a hard time is actually pray for other people. Pray for other people. Do things for other people that are also struggling because it, what it does, it helps you to understand what faith looks like. Not necessarily for you, but maybe someone else. Because when you're helping someone else, you start seeing God moving in, in a unique way. And I, and I really have taken that on as much as I can. I mean, I will tell you, there's been times where it's just been really, really low. And there's, I try to focus on those little blessings that God would do. But at the same time, it got really rough. And at the same time, I, one of the things I tried to make a habit was always, always trying to not to allow something to take away opportunities for me to help someone else. <clears throat> and I could tell you stories of situations if, if if I really had the time to do that. That's one way. Trusting in him means that you know that no matter what's about to happen, you know that God's going to hold up to his promises. He's going to hold up to what is right according to his will. Because that's, that's probably number two thing that people forget in the situation. God has his will. And we need to understand that his will doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen the way that we want. As we know in Isaiah, where it talks about, you know, his ways are not my ways. Um, his, oh, I forgot what the other part is. Why am I not remembering this? But yeah, so the idea is that <clears throat> we could sit there and try to figure out God's plan and direction and try to get ahead with him. But he actually has a plan set out. It's just sometimes our plans are not like, and I've seen pictures like this because there's like, 
my plan where is a straight line get to the goal and then it's like god's plan and it has like a, a like a canyon and the next one's like a long amount of water you have to swim across the other one is like um and like basically you have to climb up this cliff and then get to the next part and then it's like you gotta get back down again like that's how god works it's not that he's putting you through those things because he like wants to destroy you he's doing he's allowing these things to happen because it molds you remember i told you you don't learn the best if you just practice every day and never get to use your skills never get to use your armor it is always amazing when you run into those christians that have super shiny like brand new looking armor and yet they've been safe for 20 years Because they've never actually gone out and used the armor they've stood very still and put and they're like oh well, look at me you know i'm a, such a amazing christian but they've never prayed with somebody they've, n they've never shared the gospel with anyone they've never uh helped somebody because they felt the holy spirit leading them they 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 did their tithe they went to church they went to sunday school class or bible study and then they went home and then they were a good person in their perspective. Treated people with love and respect and never, you know, purposely try to cause any issues. The problem is when you have brand new armor, excuse me, you don't have the capability of understanding um, how to use your stuff. Sorry about that. Actually, it was having a cough. Like I just couldn't. I just had to cough a lot. I had to stop it for a second. So anyway, so we we think that you know just because we have this nice armor that everything is okay and we're doing everything like we're supposed to, and it's like no, you haven't really done anything. It's almost like you're like the talent who buried the talent underground and said, "Well, I took good care of it." And God's like, um, "Yeah, I wanted you to do more than that." You see, that's the same concept that, that is kind of being related in this, this mindset of view. So one of the things that always stood out to me was people think when they think of peace, they also think that there's like, you know, we can talk about no weapons, no anything. Like The truth is you can't receive the understanding of peace without war. Now, I know all of you that might be saying, Bible doesn't teach about war, doesn't teach about battle. Well, you know, if you've been a part of this podcast for any time a bit along, we know that in Ephesians 6, it tells you straight up, right off the bat, boom, the words are to everybody. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we... Do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of the e of evil in heavenly places. The enemy is attacking us. So we are in a war. There is no doubt in my mind that we are in a daily war. There is no doubt in my mind 
that God <clears throat> doesn't or he, he like God has given us this capability of having this armor knowing that the enemy is going to try to find ways to to break us destroy us kill us murder us spiritually murder us even physically because personally um, the enemy does attack us physically so the thing is like when people start saying well I don't understand why there's all these pastors or Christian leaders that are talking about that we need to be you know, talking about Christianity as war, Jesus was about peace. And I would have to say, but yeah, I mean, I can agree with he, he did have the desire to bring peace, but that peace is never going to be established until the end. You know, because we sing the song, Friends of Peace, right? He brought the understanding of peace between man and God by dying on the cross so that we aren't separated from him, that we aren't <clears throat> bound by the enslavement of sin, and we don't have to be like stuck to the penalty of death because of sin. And I'm not talking about the physical one, I'm talking about the eternal death and going to hell. There's, there's a, a line of peace that was created that we now, if we accept Christ as our Savior, we now can discover what it's like to be godly, righteous, walking in the way of truth, and being what we should be. Now, it always fascinates because in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do, but yet there was a bunch of guys who were considered righteous and faithful. See, the idea is that these people walked forward. They walked into the battle, understanding what could possibly happen. I mean, think about Noah spent all those years, like over a hundred, building an ark. Never seen rain. David went, walked up, picked up stones, five of them, went up, faced Goliath him with a stone even Gideon who was terrified of the idea of going to war still got up walked forward did what God wanted you see the only thing that's keeping most of us from doing anything is like we said is fear afraid of what could happen if we make an effort to do what we're supposed to be doing because God is telling us to be doing something and just stepping forward in faith and trust. Because he will provide your feet to be at peace while you're moving forward. Because in battle, the one thing that gives us the advantage over someone else is our movement our agility and our capability of being able to counterstep the enemy attack. Someone who's just charging and hacking and slashing with the blade is most likely not going to hit very many targets for one and two going to be an easy target from someone who's talented, someone who has the capability of moving and stepping and countering. So it's really interesting when you start looking at how that, how that is for our feet, our feet of peace. It's very similar. 
Now to better understand this whole image that there is war, there is there are steps that we're supposed to take is that we if we go to Revelations um, 19, going down to verse 11, it talks about the, the basically the rider and the white horse, which is Jesus, and it sta states this. <coughs> then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Now you understand, he makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a rope dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. Now, if you understand the why this is Jesus, you would know by going all the way back to, I believe it's John 1. Right? <clears throat> if you go to John 1, and basically, I think it's 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was nothing. Eh. And without him was not anything made that was made. It was, it, in him was life, and life was the light of men. That light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome. See, you got to understand, this is very clearly telling us that this is Jesus. In the armies of heaven, arrayed, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. Now, some would say that means all of us who are saved... And maybe the angels. Okay. And supposedly we're actually on white horses too. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which it struck down the nations, and he will rule them with an iron rod. <clears throat> he will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty on his robe and on his thigh. He has the name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So you got to understand that the enemy or the enemy of this time is all those humans, including demons who have stood against God and have prepared armies to come against him. Now, that's an interesting picture to think about. <clears throat> so at the end, you know, the Antichrist is defeated, Satan is defeated. And even at the end, it says in verse 21, and the rest were slain by the sword that came from the mouth of him who was sitting on the horse, and all the birds were gorged with their flesh. I know this sounds gross, and it sounds like, whoa, no way. But yes, this is what's going to happen. So the idea is, gentlemen, we're walking in the Lord, walking in faith, we are given peace. We know who's going to win at the end. So that means as we go through our own everyday battles, our, our life battles, and do our best to fight against the enemy sometimes the enemy like i told you in the beginning like if you were to watch any of the beginning um, episodes i had made mention it's there's like a like a shadow of war that is put in front of us so that we can only see us fighting the battles and not everybody else who's also fighting the battles so in return we think man we're absolutely alone and god's like yo i'm <laughs> 
I've told you many times, I am there with you. And, and we're like, no, that's all we can see. It's because we have allowed that enemy through that smoke screen in front of us to block any capability of seeing God and capability of seeing others. Which is why it's the vital importance of having men's groups and having guys come together in prayer and spending time in the word together and, and, and encouraging one another and building up one another because a lot of times, especially men, feel like they face a lot of things in this world alone. <coughs> and God's like, no, you're not alone. Other men are struggling. I am here with you. If you can just recognize that if you trust in me, I will make clear that path in front of you. I will remove that shadow that is blocking your eyes to see the battlefield the way that you should see it. The enemy wants you so badly to think that if you keep stepping forward in peace with your boots on, that eventually you're going to fall in a trap, you're going to fall in a hole, you know, you're going to be surrounded, you're never going to have the capability of stepping forward. But just quit. Just back down. Just live the life that you want. Because there's nothing else but this life. God's like, bro, come on. Don't you hear the scriptures? Don't you hear what I teach you when you spend time with me? You, as a man, need to step up and lead. You, as a man, need to recognize your responsibility in your family and in your church, in your community, and all around you. And you got to step forward. And I could tell you this, guys. Yes, it can get scary. Even the type A's out there. They think, oh, no, it's not a big problem. I'm like, when you start getting serious about your faith and you start focusing on God, it can get a little scary because not only are you going to be concerning about yourself, you got your wife, you got your kids. You know, if your kids go through hardships, you got to be able to step up and help and you can't just tell them to get over it <clears throat> because that doesn't work. A lot of times they need you to lead them how to move forward too. And as men... <clears throat> our kids are watching us our boys are watching us and every step we take forward they watch how dad reacts and 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 makes decisions and when hardships come does he stand still does he have a hard time because a lot of times the image i see in a lot of guys is that they they have all they have the armor but they're so afraid to move forward and then what I've noticed is that when other guys get next to each other, they move forward a lot better. Have you ever noticed that when you have like a guy that you can count on and trust in, the atmosphere changes for you? You start noticing more confident. You start noticing how more clear things could be because you realize that you, 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 you have your struggles, but you don't have to face them all by yourself and holding them all in your heart and your mind and, and feeling like you're just getting crushed by the world. You start realizing, man, you know, Bob here actually struggles too, and he has a hard time, and he had a hard time. So maybe you know, Bob's not in that in the place that you are now, but he was at one point. And look, I fell down. And he helped me get back on my feet again. See, that's the idea. That's what that's what God could do for you too. So the more you focus on God, the more you spend time in His Word, the more that you uh, notice um, Him in your life, the Holy Spirit's going to be doing stuff. 
It's going to start revealing things to you, revealing situations, revealing opportunities, revealing um, growth in you, revealing um, <clears throat> maybe an opportunity in your church to do more than just sit. No, he, he could be. He could reveal maybe responsibilities that you should be doing more at home, or responsibilities that you should be doing at work. You know, one of the things I do notice is a lot of stale guys out there who are comfortable where they're at and don't feel like they should be doing anything else. You gotta kind of notice also that you know, their family issues are pretty harsh, pretty hard. Their marriage is hard. And it's because they've totally just sat still. And instead of seeing men shine and grow, you see men sitting there with their nice clean boots, sitting on a rock, being comfortable. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys today. Sorry for my little cough spasm that just went on there. Um, for some reason, my throat just started getting really clogged up. Like I just had to cough like crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> guys, I'm loving this series. I hope it's, it's been a challenge for you, and I'm going to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Thank you for um, allowing me to be able to kind of create an image for these men and understanding like how your scriptures have shown us understanding a better understanding of what we should be doing in our boots of peace it's going to be scary taking steps but we know if we are focusing on you spending time on your word and praying we we that fear literally will start going away and those steps taken forward will be easier and easier. And I pray, Lord, that you give these men courage to be able to take those steps. And the more they spend time in your word, the more time they spend in prayer, the more time they find other men they can pray with and grow with, that, that, that each step of every day that they go forward, they will be more comfortable and it'll get easier. And they may even start helping other men to get forward. And it's just see an amazing change in their life. Thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. And I just want to pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, I hope you have a great week. And God bless. And I will see you next time.